What's up, everybody? This episode of Champ and the Tramp is brought to you by Bubba Coos Burritos. Right now, definitely my lunch spot to go to, sometimes even dinner. My kids ride their bikes right down the street. There's a bunch in Tom's River, some all over the state, even all over the country, man. What's your go-to there? You know what I like to do, Frank? I like to go there and I like to build my own. I like to just kind of point, tell the guy, like, put that on there. I always start out with the crispy chicken, my favorite. I love it. I take my family there all the time as well. Bubba Coos Burritos, can't go wrong. Real show, here we go. Real show, here we go. You know that it's gotta be that time, so this is what we chant. What keeps on getting them all amped in advance? Come on. You and I rocking out with Iron Man FE. You get the general's point of view on top of Roger's rants. Whenever it's happening out, we're putting the most minutes in you. Already know what that's about, you know that winners win. Crush whatever's on task, check the podcast. It's the champ and the tramp, let the ball blast. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Champ and the Tramp. We are live for this episode, so special one for you. We are welcoming back today Mr. Robert Frank. He's been a guest with the Champ and the Tramp before, um, but he's had a lot going on in his life. He was uh, he was away for a little bit. Some of you may not have heard from him. He uh, he came down with something called ulcer ulcer fuck. Can't even say it. Ulcerative colitis, right? You got it, yes. And uh, spent over a month in the hospital and lost about 100 pounds. But he's here with us today. He's back on the rebound, back on the men, and uh, he's looking to get swole again. So I'm back from the dead, baby. We, we want to hear yeah. the story, man. We want to hear about it. How did you know that you had it, for starters? Yeah, where did it all start? Damn. Um, well, it was actually two, almost two and a half months. So it was more than a month in the hospital. Wow. Um, well, here's how it started. I was shitting blood for almost three weeks, and I didn't think anything of it. I was just like, you know, it's a, it's an ulcer, it's a virus, it's food poisoning. Other, just, other than that, no, you didn't feel. No, it, my no. stomach didn't hurt. I didn't. I wasn't having anything. But when I wiped, it was just, and the toilet was just straight blood. Jeez. Very little stool. Like towards the, like I would have stool and blood. That's then normal. towards the end, it was just blood. And then the stomach cramps started, and then the lower back pain started, and then it got to the point where I couldn't even walk. So wait, wait, back up for a second. Yeah. You were shitting basically blood, and then just blood for how, how many weeks? Uh, almost three weeks. And you didn't- It, it was a process. It, it was a process. occur yeah. to you at all that, hey, maybe I should go to the ER? Roger, not like when you-, when you Here Saturday we go. Saturday Here we morning. Go. Here we Saturday go. morning. Here we Rogers, go. Here we go. Every Saturday morning, it's not, it's not the same <laughs> when, when consecutive days. Here we go. You know? Here we go. Listen, Here we listen. Go. I, I'm, I'm the type of dude that I'm, I'm like most men. Okay. I don't go to the doctor for shit. Okay. Unless I'm, I'm on my deathbed. That's right. when I'll go. But bro, three weeks. Of yeah. Blood. I, I knew something was wrong and I was, I was making excuses who, for it. Who are you telling you? Your wife? I told my wife probably after the second week. Jesus. Once I started getting the stomach cramps and the lower back pain is when I was like, all right, something babe, up. we got something going on here. Yeah. And, um, she wanted me to go to the ER, wanted me to go to the ER, um, and then finally it got to the point where I was rushed there and Oh ambulance. No. Well, she, she like sped drove me there. She was going like 90 miles an hour getting me there. So we go to the ER and they do a cat scan, all of the bullshit that they do in the ER. They did the cat scan and the x-rays and all this and that. Um, and the guy doctor came back and he said, you have pancolitis. So we were like, okay, what does that mean? My whole large intestine slash colon was inflamed and like bloody and just nasty. 
So I'm thinking this is a couple antibiotics and they send you home, you know, kick in the ass, go ahead, put a bandaid on it and go home. So they were like, uh, we were getting, I, I wanted to leave. And they were like, yeah, this is not something that you treat at home. Like you have to be admitted for this. Well, that admission turned into two and a half months of hell. Um, they were treating it, um, aggressively for the first two weeks. It was 10 days. I was in the hospital, steroids, not the good kind, <laughs> antibiotics, uh, steroids, IVs, infusions. They were doing everything to try to calm this down. Um, I did a, uh, a colonoscopy and the, uh, the GI doctor said that my large intestines looked like bloody ground beef. Like when you go to the ground beef aisle and you just see like wow. a bloody piece of ground beef. So, um, now because you waited so long, was that, was that, you know, causing you more damage? Had you gone earlier? No. No. Okay. And the reason why is there, there's two ways that you could get ulcerative colitis. One is a bacterial infection, which they ruled out. So bacterial, you know, they checked me for C. diff and all the different bacterias. Bacteria was ruled out. The other way you get it is an autoimmune disease, which is in your body dormant for however long until it wants to peek its head out and say, hey, I'm here, and now you have it for the rest of your life. So as they were treating this with every steroid and, and infusion and everything like that for the first 10 days, my pain just kept getting worse and worse and worse. And I knew something was going wrong. On the 10th day or 12th day, something like that, I perforated, which means that my colon got like a hole in it. And now the shit is going, is going into my body. It's almost like when people say you have an appendix burst. Right, like right. you don't want your appendix to burst because right. then all the toxins and everything they get into your body. Too, don't they? Appendicitis. Uh, septic. Yeah, septic, septic right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, uh, you know, five minutes later, a surgeon came in and he was like, well, here's what's going to happen. Now, I'm, I'm 42 years old. I've never had surgery a day in my life. Never been in a hospital. Never. I don't even go to the doctor. Go to urgent care. Get a Band-Aid for, you know, antibiotics. A Z-Pack or whatever. That's it. So when he told me I had to have surgery, I'm like freaking out now. Um, so that's what they had to do. There was no time for second opinion. My wife, who she works for a surgeon, a, co a colorectal surgeon actually, um, who should have been taking care of this the whole time, works at Robert Wood Johnson. I was in Princeton. So she called her in a frantic, like panicking, like, hey, like, can we get him over to you? Even she was like, yeah, there's no time. Like, you have to go now. So I got the surgery. A couple hours later, I came. I think it was a three-and-a-half-hour surgery. The surgery is essentially to repair that perforation. Uh, what it was is taking out four-and-a-half feet of my large intestines. So they left a little piece of colon, like about eight inches or ten inches, because then ultimately their goal is in a couple months when everything heals – to do a uh, what's called a J pouch procedure where they take off because I woke up with a shit bag. I don't know if you guys could see this right here, but I have I shit right here now in a wow. bag on my stomach. I don't wow. shit through my ass anymore. It's weird, wow. um, except for a little bit of blood that comes out every morning because they say that's normal. But um, so to do this correction, all that has to heal that that they left in there. And then finally you do the correction and, um, but that takes months and months and months down the road to, to actually heal. Um, I forget where I was going with this. Uh, I, I was on track for something, but yeah, it was basically hell for, for that time. So then what happens is I come out of the surgery and everything starts going wrong. 
all my organs start failing. Heart doctors in 20 times a day, kidney doctors in 20 times a day, liver enzymes, through, like everything that could go wrong could go wrong. Um, so I was being monitored by probably every specialist in the hospital. And, you know, that's why I say, you know, I, I, I don't joke around when I say it, but like I, I should have been dead probably twice by now. But here I am to tell the story on the, the Champ and the Tramp podcast. <laughs> Fuck, man. That's, that's crazy, man. So, I mean, so, go ahead, Frank. Sorry. So the uh, cause is, is, is from being auto, is an autoimmune issue? Yeah, yeah. And, and they say, yeah. how, how, is there any, they suspect how it came about or nah. what triggered it? I mean, they suspect uh, stress and this and that. And do I have stress in my life? Sure. But I don't know if I have more stress than anybody else. Um, there's really nothing uh, that it, it just when it wants to peek its head out, it just comes out. There's nothing that I could have done wrong to, you know, make this happen. But I've heard, you know, stress can cause stomach ulcers, but this yeah. is something different, right? This is more of an intestinal. Yeah, ulcer. This, this is like a stomach ulcer times 20. <laughs> right, yeah. right, right. Now, did they, will this procedure will, will fix the issue? Um, well, that's the goal. Um, the goal is to is to get all this corrected. But the time frame, the timetable for all this to go down is this is going to take, you know, maybe three to six months to heal. And then I go in for a second procedure, which then takes that little piece of colon that they left, tie it into the small intestines to make like a new asshole, so to speak, which is what they're doing. Um, so then I could crap out of my ass again. And then another, I think it's maybe four to eight weeks or something like that to make sure that everything is coming out properly. Then they go back in for a third procedure to remove the shit bag that I have on my stomach right now. So now that's, wild. that's, that's the physical aspect of it. We're talking about, which I can't imagine. I can't imagine the pain involved yeah. mentally though, as a guy that built his career and has spent the last 15 years or whatever in the gym yeah you know building himself up making himself bigger how mentally what kind of effect did that have on you losing all that weight dude you know i mean i i, I talked to you a little bit i would text you check in yeah. with you and 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 you said it was it's the you said you know to to quote you you said i look like an f and aids patient yeah. this is brutal you know <laughs> you ain't kidding. like uh where, where's your mental state at now? Uh, and listen, I have no doubt, bro. I mean, you seem like you're cut from a little bit of a different cloth. I have no doubt you'll be back and get it back. But presently, you know, you're roughly what eighty pounds less than you were, and you're not that that guy. How has how, how has that affected your mental state, bro? As as I was in the hospital, like every day, I, I used to do this thing where I would take my right arm, my right hand, and I would reach over to my left shoulder to see like how big I was like if my if if my uh uh middle finger could touch like the outside of my trap I knew like all right I gotta eat more I gotta do more delts like blah 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 dude every time I would do that I was I was getting closer and closer to like scratching my back and I was like yo this is something ain't right here um but yeah I ended up losing 79 pounds I was two I was two I was about hovering around 205 um before I started shitting blood by the time now I, I was not eating, I was obviously sick. Something was wrong with me, so my meals were down. By the time I got to the ER, I think I was 187. So I already lost like mm. close to 20 pounds. And then my lowest in the hospital when they weighed me in the bed, I was 138. Wow! So imagine walking around at 205, right. 210. You know, just a all sauced up, looking good. You know, for for my age anyway. And then going down to 138 pounds and the most brutal thing is everybody thinking 
that I was ripped. Like, oh, dude, if you're 138, you got to be dice, bro. You got to be shredded. You must have ten a 10-pack. I was like, no, I lost all of my muscle, which is why I'm in a hoodie and a jacket right now mm-hmm. staying on this podcast because I feel like now that I'm in the public eye and I'm quote-unquote a public figure with Instagram and social media – I feel like people have a perception of me that I should look a certain way. And even though aggregate, I probably have four or five million followers all throughout social media, probably less than 1% of them know the story of what happened. I was going to say, did you you try to keep it under wraps for a while? Obviously, you didn't know how long you were going to be in the hospital. Right. Because I didn't even know about it. You know, I consider us friends. I didn't even know about it for, I would say, probably a month. Yeah. And then someone said, have you heard about Robert Frank? And I think what you were doing, correct me if I'm wrong, where you were... You were posting a lot of old videos. Oh, yeah. And people were saying, you know, why is he posting these old videos and yeah. no, new content? And then one me. day, you just were like, look, you know, it's time to be honest about it, and, and you let people know. But did you did you want to keep it under wraps? Um, well, a piece of, a, a small piece of being a content creator wants to use that clickbait of, hey, I'm in the hospital. This is going to get a lot of views. Right. But then uh, the other half of me was like, I look like an AIDS patient right now. I don't want people seeing me like this. So I was torn whether or not to post. And I don't think I posted anything at all about me being in the hospital. And I would never even post it on my main pages. I have like side pages, like our podcast page or like my merch page or something like that. I would post pictures there. I wouldn't even post it on my main Instagram um, just because I was kind of embarrassed. You know what I mean? But at, getting back to your question of like how how does it make me feel like dude I I'll be honest with you man I I may sound like a bitch or a pussy or whatever but dude I cry every day bro mm. I look in the mirror like when I have no shirt on I'm just like brushing my teeth or whatever and bro tears roll down my face like legit tears every day because I'm not that dude anymore mm. and I know everybody says bro muscle memory. You're going to, before we went live, you were like, bro, muscle memory is a real thing. I've been hearing about this muscle memory for 42 years. I'm going to put it to well, the test. Listen, let's yeah. see if this really muscle memory muscle, exists. Muscle memory. Plus, you, you're not scared to get a little extra help there, too. Hey, so. you know, some, you got to do what you got to do, baby. <laughs> Mind that, over matter, too. Yeah. <laughs> I think you're in a unique position, though, man, to, to I mean, I know if you want to post it, don't want to post it, you could definitely motivate a lot of people that right. are going through some hard shit. Right. And, you, know, you, you make it out and. Show the people your resiliency and stuff like that. You know, that's definitely... Uh, the comeback can build your brand even bigger. Yeah. Oh, I mean, sure. It's such a good yeah. story, you know? For sure. And, and and that that is what I hope to do. I hope to reach, uh, through all this, I hope to reach a new audience of people with ulcerative colitis. And not just ulcerative colitis, but Crohn's disease is right, like right yeah. up there. Yeah. Uh, irritable bowel syndrome. Like people that have all kind of stomach issues that you could be in a really fucked up position. Right. Now, most of the people that have UC ulcerative colitis still have their colon. They just have stomach aches every once in a while and they have flare-ups, which is what they call it when they're having like yeah. a bad three or four days where they're shitting blood and they got to get antibiotics and shit. I'm like, I'm at level 10 with this shit. I lost my colon. I perforated twice. Um, you know, I'm, I'm going through the ringer. I got this shit bag on my stomach. So I'm, I'm hoping to rebuild myself and show people that like yeah you 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 could do it and like i say i i want to reach a new audience of of people to inspire and motivate and not just you know the world star crowd that thinks i'm funny because i yell in my car you know what i mean shit you could bring that just that your perspective that perspective to to this and i think you get a lot of people into that you know yeah yeah no the, the the possibilities are are 
endless right now of, of what we could do. It just, I got to get in my own head and say, this is what's going to happen. But every time that I make a bowel movement in the morning and it's just still nothing but blood, which again, they say is normal. It like discourages you every time I look in the mirror to brush my teeth. Like I I try not to look in the mirror because I'm just discouraged graphic, but I guess I'm a little confused. Go ahead. I thought they left you eight, 10 inches of your colon and it's not connected so that when they go back in you right now, you're, as you said, shitting in a bag and when they go back in they reconnect that. And then, so where is that coming from? Is there still, it, it, your intestines are still connected to your colon? It's still coming from my colon. So my colon is still sitting uh, in there. Okay. It's still intact, but it's like the last little piece. Okay. And I don't know what they reconnect and take out and mm-hmm. whatever they configure down there. But they say it's normal for your the little piece that they left in there to create mucus and, right. and blood. It's still like an active right, organ. Right, right, right. Um, so like clockwork every morning, at like eight o'clock in the morning, I got that urge that I got to like take a shit and they tell me don't force anything, just let gravity do its thing. So I just sit on the bowl and probably God, a good gallon or so of just straight up mucusy blood just comes out of my ass. Dude, it's, wow. it's ridiculous, but yeah, I so. got a, I got a kind of a relatable story to that. I got to share just cause you, you reminded me when, um, when I was married and we had our first, actually we weren't married at the time, but when Jenny and I had our first child, Milani, I was there through the whole thing, helped deliver or whatever, and uh, Jenny had some some issues, you know, some some hemorrhaging issues or whatever after she delivered. So I'm I'm literally holding our daughter for, you know, probably a half an hour, you know what I mean? Because she was fine. She didn't, you know, they, whatever, clean her up, whatever, and then they wrap her up and they let me hold her. Usually they give her right to the mom, but... Jenny was with the nurse, and they were trying to get, you know, bleeding to stop or whatever. And I remember she went into the bathroom with the nurse and, you know, sat on the toilet, whatever. They were working working through the issues there. Got her back in bed, and probably like an hour had passed. And um, I had to pee, you know. They, they took the they took the took my daughter to, to you know, to, to wherever they take them. And I was like, I got to pee. I went in, I picked the toilet seat up, and it looked like... I can't even describe what was in that toilet. So I can kind of relate to probably what you see oh. in the morning because I I almost lost my lunch and I'll never get that image out of my head in my life. I, I said, can I flush this or, or what? Yeah, it was pretty it was pretty graphic. It was pretty horrible. But yeah. you said a gallon. If you if it was a gallon, there was three gallons in this. Oh god. Yeah, it was horrible. Yeah, but yeah, it's it's brutal. And and it's no stool. It's not like it's mixed with anything. It's right. just you look in the toilet and it's just red Gatorade. In there, man. It's just, it's wacky, man. That's crazy. But the cool thing right now is like, I'm not under any kind of like diet restriction because my, this shit bag that I have like bypasses my, the, where, where all the problem is because it gets cut off and it goes this way, makes like a little jug handle and goes this way into the bag. So, but the one thing that I will, uh, I will warn people is I know people say like, as you get older, you, you know, it, it, people blame old age and people getting older for like different changes in your body. I have noticed over the past five to 10 years, I would say different changes in my body where I couldn't eat certain things anymore. Like I couldn't eat anything Buffalo, like Buffalo sauce, spicy, because within Five minutes, I was in the bathroom, which I love that stuff. Yeah. And I just blamed it where, ah, I'm getting older. I'm getting shitting older. Shitting or puking? Shit, shitting, shitting yeah. yeah. Like, just diarrhea. Not right. bloody diarrhea, right. but just, I would... I would bother your stomach. Yeah. 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 Um, you think that, that was like a sign, kind of? Kind of like, yeah. yeah. Like, I don't know if it was a sign. And then over the past year or two, garlic. 
anything garlicky, I was in the bathroom within 20 minutes of eating it. So I was like, wow, like my stomach, I was like, well, I'm 42 now, you know, my body's changing, but maybe it was a sign. So for anybody out there that, that is noticing any kind of stomach changes or anything, I would just really advise just go see a, you know, a gastro, uh, intestinal doctor or GI, or even your family doctor, just get checked out to make sure that you're all good. Cause you do not want what I have. And, and how they would do a colonoscopy, I assume, right? Yeah. Yeah. Which is what after the age of 40, you're supposed to get like one every other year or something like that. Yeah. I, I think it's, yeah, I think it's after 40 if you have family history, okay. but if no family history, I think it's 50. Roger gets them monthly. Frankie does them for me. Yeah. No charge. Jeez. Yeah. Well, now I know where to come every time I, I need one. Frank, you hooked me up. I got, I, I got thick fingers. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Hope you wear gloves. Small knuckles. <laughs> on, on his back. You said you know where to come. <laughs> I'll be here. I'll be here. No gloves. I'm allergic to latex. So what are what other doctors, what are your doctors telling you as far as getting back into your workout regimen and getting back to the gym? I mean, you can can you with with no, no. not not right now. They they want to play it super cautious because my case was so severe. Okay. Um they just want everything to heal up. I'm not even supposed to be driving right now. Oh, I mean, really? I'm I'm going against doctor's orders driving an hour and a half coming here. Oh, sure. But um it's because of all the pain gimmicks that I'm on. Andrew, get that waiver for him to sign yeah, before. Yeah, no, no, no worries, man. No worries. I, I I'm I'm good. Um but yeah, it's just because of all the, the pain medicine that they have me on and everything can affect your driving. But I haven't taken anything since eight o'clock this morning. I'm good to go. Um, and he even declined to drink, folks. He said, "Yeah, uh, he said yeah. Now is that do they? They tell you probably stay away from that stuff. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. They, they just they, they want me. They want that little piece of colon that that's left. That's crucial to the next part of my right. uh, of my journey. And worst case scenario, because everyone's like, well, what's the worst case? The worst case is it never heals. They got to remove it, and I have a bag for the rest of my life. That's the worst case. So, of course, what I did in the hospital is I started Googling bodybuilders with ostomy bags or ileostomy bags. There's a chick. I have no clue what her name is, but there is this smoke show of a girl that's, you know, she's definitely into working out and fitness that has a, and she, it's like part of her story. It's part of like how she built, and she's got, I don't know what to call it, a colostomy bag. I was going to call it a shit bag. A colostomy bag, and bro. She is a ten all day long. Doesn't yeah. the, the shit bag doesn't bother me at all? Wow. So, yeah. Good for so. you, man. I, I guess I'm still getting used to it because I looked at every time I have to empty because I got to empty this fucking thing, uh, probably six to eight times a day. How, how, how does that work, dude? I, I kneel on my hands and knees, uh, like like I'm getting ready to puke, but I gotta like I, I drape it over the toilet. And my wife has this little setup for me right on the top of the toilet with all the wet wipes and all the different gimmicks that I have to to clean this thing off. And I mean, it's actually pretty cool how they did it. Like, I, I, I can't imagine the person that thought for people with stomach problems to make a piece of your small intestines be your asshole and shit out of your stomach. But so you have like, a, mean, like a port, I guess. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And the, and yep. the bag like essentially plugs into it yeah and then you change it once a day or or you yeah well you on no 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 you empty uh, i mean depending on how much you eat and drink you empty the bag usually somewhere between six and ten times a day like you drain it but you're not supposed to change the bag you change the bag like once every three four days oh okay and then there's something underneath that bag um that you're supposed to change like once a week and it, it, it it's a whole process that my wife is, is an angel because she she learned 
everything there is to learn. Like she's basically a nurse now when it comes. She's an expert on all the stuff that has to do with this. So I wouldn't know how to do any of this stuff by myself. Now, if you're anything like me, and I hope you're not, you would have been going through some some serious emotional shit and probably being a real grump and an asshole some days. Oh yeah. Has this has this made your relationship stronger with your wife? Because it sounds like she's a ride or die. Has been been with you through this whole thing and been by your side and been. Your caretaker, if you will, you know. Yeah, no, it, it definitely has has made our bond stronger, um, and just as I was laying in the hospital bed for, you know, she was, because I wouldn't want anybody to come see me. All my boys, my friends, they were texting me, "Let me come see you, let me come see you, let me come see you." I didn't want anybody to see me like that. Yeah. So it, they were taking turns. My dad and my wife were were the only two people that I would let come to the hospital. My best friend of 35 plus years was begging me like, "Bro, let me come chill with you. Let let we won't even talk about you being sick. We'll tell old stories. We'll do this, we'll do that." I was like, "Bro, I don't want anybody to see me like this." Um but I I noticed like as she was the doctors were wound care would come in and this doctor would come in and that doctor would come in. She was like she was like a student, like absorbing all of this information, I, I just like looked at her like, what, what would I do without her? Like, mm-hmm. it's crazy. So it definitely has made our bond definitely stronger, I, I, I think awesome, for man. sure. I, at least I feel that way. I hope she's probably like, I got to take care of this schmuck, yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean, for another however many months. But I've met her on a number of occasions. She's a very nice, very nice girl. Yeah, yeah. for sure. She had, um, I think when we first met, she was nursing a broken foot, right? Yep, broken, yep. Yeah, yeah. She, Want, she still had, wanted to come to the bar because she, she had, heard you were going to be there. <laughs> so she couldn't She couldn't miss that photo op, man. She needed to meet Roger. That's funny, man. Um, but it's always like that when you're vulnerable and you're, you're, you're a lady I'm takes care of you. You're always like, uh, yeah. damn, I need this one, actually. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. struggling mentally, I tend to take it out on the people closest to me, and that's absolutely the wrong that's thing everybody, to do. Though. That's yeah. everybody. Yeah. I mean, I guess most people, yeah. right? I I, th- I think so, but, you know, if if they stick with you through that, they're ride or dodge, you know what I mean? So. All right, so you want to be a dick to people, and if they stick with you, then, then they're good. Then they're good. And I'm saying life. when I'm going through shit, I'm, I didn't say every day, but when you're going through some yeah, nah, some shit and you're stressed, you know what I mean? Like you, you tend. I think most people, especially men, probably we're big. We're big babies at the end of the day. Yeah. You take it out on the people closest to you. So now, do they say a diet now? Like your diet has to be be any particular thing? No, I, I pretty much. I mean, because I've lost so much weight. And because I've been on strict diets for so many years, just trying to get bigger and, you know, more lean certain times of the year, I have no restrictions now. So I'm eating McDonald's every day, Wendy's every day, Taco Bell. I'm just trying to put on as much weight as possible. Um, But it's just not working. My body's just not responding yet. Um, I'm back over 150 again. Do you get full quick? Oh yeah, a lot quicker than I used to. Right. And it's not that it's not that my my mind is full. Mm-hmm. It's that my stomach gets full. Right. And it's I, I know when I ate too much because remember I don't have a large intestines anymore. Right. Yeah. So it's my small intestines trying to do all the work. And you could feel it when you eat too much. You could tell that first bite that you went overboard. Yeah, it's like bro, pump the brakes, baby. Pump the brakes. Yeah. To to back up a little bit, you were saying that you know a lot of people wanted to come come see you. I I, I think I even asked, and you said they were only allowing two people a day or something like that, and, and yeah, fr- you know had to be like family or whatever. But I've seen this a lot lately on social media. And I mean, I'm referencing social media again, but let's be honest, that's where we get a lot of our info from. Exactly. Um, numerous posts. One one guy drove to like he drove through multiple states to go see his dying father that had cancer, 
and he got to the hospital and he's like, I, you know, I obliged to the mask rule. I put the mask on. I go in. I'm like, I'm here. My dad's only got a few days to live. I'm here to see my dad. And they would not let him see his father without the vaccine shot. He didn't because he didn't have. So he, mm. he literally, because he's not going to get it, can't see his dad. Would they let people in the hospital you were in if they were unvaccinated? So I was in Princeton. Yeah, it didn't matter if you were vaccinated or not, but they had a rule that it was immediate family um, and one guest a day. You could only have one guest. So it was either my wife or my dad that could come every day. Um, And then as I was, because I was there for so long that the rules changed, they made them more lenient and then anybody could come, but you still can only have one guest per day. That's when my best friend and all my, you know, close buddies were like, yo, let me come, let me come, let me come. I guess it's really just up to the facility then, you know, how they want to enforce that. Yeah. uh, I've I've heard a lot of really sad stories lately about people not being able to see dying relatives because they don't want to, they don't want to get vaccinated. So they, they can't, they literally can't visit their own father who's dying. It's crazy. Yeah. They ask you a million questions when, when you go in there, all the typical COVID bullshit questions they ask you. You know, in the past seven days, have you left the country, this, that. So you're there filling out paperwork for 20 minutes before you come in. And they won't let you wear just any mask. They It has to be one of those little baby blue cheap masks, I call them, that you know you see people wearing. (laughs) But it's... uh, you know, it's 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 wild, man. It's it's crazy. And then we had an issue. Um, this is kind of going off subject. But when I first went into the ER and first got admitted to the hospital, um, one of the male nurses caught wind that I was there. So what happens when, you know, the young Jack, you know, male nurses that are just getting a job, people start peeking their head into my room. And then before you know it, it was like I felt like I was at like a like a petting zoo because yeah, yeah, yeah. people would just had no business coming there. They had to put like a sign on my door like right. nobody because I would I would see people walking past my room with like their phone out like this, just like Bro, recording like, in, like a fucking HIPAA violation. Yeah. yeah, the yeah, fuck? yeah, yeah. And crazy. and I was just like, yo. so my wife actually put a complaint through to the hospital that, you know, I mean, people that had no business being in my room yeah. were just I mean, they all worked there. But they would find any excuse to go in the cabinet. Oh, I need right. to find this. Love your videos, by the way. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it was just like I didn't want people to see me I like that. Saying, like you, you know said, I mean? that's that's you don't want to be seen in that vulnerable yeah. state. So, yeah. yeah, I don't want my friends to see me like that. I don't want yeah, people yeah, from social yeah. media to see me. I, I didn't yeah. want anybody to see me like that. Now, what's it? What was it like the day they said you can go home? That must have been a fucking uplifting day for well, sure. Well, this this is this is actually a good story. We kind of skipped over this part. Um, I got released. I, I went into the hospital on March 11th. That's when we went to the ER. On April 1st, this is after my, my first surgery was, I think, on March 24th. So I was in the hospital for like 12 days, perforated, needed the emergency surgery, four and a half feet of the colon gone, shit bag, the whole thing. Um, April 1st, they discharged me. Let me go home. Oh, wow. Now, my whole body was swollen. Lower back, stomach, legs. I was like an elephant. They kept saying, you have to start walking around in the, the water. It's called edema or something like that. Your your body is going to like, it's going to recirculate and you're going to be fine. You're going to be fine. So they let me go home on April 1st. Now you're like, wait a minute. I thought you were in the hospital for two months. Here's where it gets good. They let me go home. This was a Thursday night. Friday morning, less than 24 hours later, the visiting nurse made her first home visit less than 24 hours after me being discharged. She came in the house and took one look at me and she was like, you need to go back to the hospital. 
So, of course, I'm freaking out. I was like, I was just in the hospital for three weeks. They let me go home. They said, all I got to do is walk around. All I got to do is walk. Now, mind you, I forgot how to walk. Yeah. Or I, I didn't know how to walk anymore because I was in the bed for so long. Um, I was walking like a baby deer. So, I was like, you know, you got to give me time. She was like, no, 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 no. She called the surgeon. Home visiting nurse. This little Filipino lady. She's like, no, he doesn't need to be here. He needs to go back. So, the surgeon took her advice and was like, okay. Uh, Robert, go back to the ER. So then, here I go. I'm back in the ER. Waited three and a half hours in the ER. Isn't that crazy? I was like, I was. I just Isn't lived here for three weeks. Crazy like, that you just got, you know, just discharged. Left. You go back in. You have to go through all the registration again. Twenty four hours later, brutal. get them to put the little band on you, and then sit in a waiting room for. It's crazy, man. That's and it crazy. was time for like this was fresh, like right off my first surgery. So the pain medication was wearing off. My wife didn't have the pain meds with me. I was starting to get in severe pain. Finally, they, they get me a room, they get me an IV, and they give me, you know, all the pain medication, stuff like that. And that's when, while I was in the ER, they gave me another CAT scan, another this. And, you know, when you go to the ER, you're there for hours. Right. It's like an all-day, all-night type thing. And I told my wife, because visiting hours were over, I told my wife to go home, because I'm thinking I'm going home that night. So I'm like, babe, go home, because we had a podcast to do. It was a Thursday night. Um, or it was a Friday night. We were going to, we normally do it on Thursdays, but we moved it to Friday cause blah, 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 whatever. So I was like, babe, go home. You got to help with the podcast. You're the one that knows all these medical terminologies and what's wrong with me and blah, blah, blah. You go home, you go home. So I send her home thinking that I'm fine. Cause I got two milligrams of dilaudid in me right now. I'm feeling no pain. I'm just like, this cat scan is fine. There ain't no problems. All of a sudden, the surgeon that does my first surgery and two of the residents that were sur res uh, surgeon residents walk in the room and I could just see the look on their face. And I'm like, why do I feel like you guys have bad news for me? The first thing the surgeon says, because he knows Marissa, he goes, where's Marissa? And I was like, I'm fucked. I knew yeah. like you're asking for my wife. Yeah. So he was like, get her on the phone. I start bawling immediately because I was like, I cannot go through this again. I perforated a second time. So that's why, you know, I was home. I made a visit home for like 12 hours, but then I was back in the hospital and I didn't get released until, um, I don't know, what was it? April like 26th, April 28th, something like that. I've only been home for two weeks. So yeah, I, I was there uh, aside from a little brief stint where I visited my, my house for a half a day. I was in the hospital for like two and a half months. It was brutal. Two surgeries. Um, they had to go back in and clean up whatever restaple me up and I, I was really i was really close to to now are just, they are they using doing the, like the little incision using those you know little tools that they do or they nah, they no nah, bro i i have it i i at one time it was nine inches Jesus nine inch scar from the top of my chest all the way down it shrunk now to i think six and a half inches yeah. but yeah it's i got a i got a gnarly scar like going yeah, right down bro. So I don't have to, the good thing is, is when I get back in shape, when I get back to Jack and I get my shoulders back and my chest and my back and everything is good. Notice I didn't say legs, right? <laughs> once, once everything is good again, same, I don't have same. to worry about really focusing on abs because like I got this cool scar now that I can be like, well, you know, I really can't do that shit no more. So I don't have to worry about being super lean as long as I'm, I got some bulk back to me. Yeah. But that's the goal, man. The goal is to get back and um, to, to, you know. To inspire some new people. This guy, not many people know. I guess we can talk about it now because he's talked about it on the show. But not long ago, had hip replacement. And, mm. uh, he kept it under wraps for a long time. Probably, I don't know, over a month. You didn't talk about it. Maybe more. Yeah, 
No, I haven't. Just, just with Matt Sarah's thing. Yeah. Every time so. you bring it up. <laughs> well, I mean, I, it's been talked about. It's not I'm like, joking. I'm joking. I don't but, care. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, it's, I think it's, it's, a, it's a thing with tough guys. You don't want to be. You don't want to be seen as vulnerable. You don't want to be seen as injured or. You know, when you when you have that well, some people like like the attention for that though. You know, some yeah. people yeah, like a Bradley Martin. Bradley Martin would love being yeah, in the hospital. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes to the hospital on purpose, like just to give the, the two fingers up while he's in the emergency What's room. What's up with that guy? I don't think I, I, I haven't follow him. Bradley I watch a, a I watch a lot of his videos. Isn't he always doing? Uh, isn't Steve will do it? Always, always in videos with him. Probably. Like Again, thing? I don't pay attention. The last time I saw him was at Dan's house um, for I don't know, maybe the Halloween party two years ago, whatever. Um, but yeah, Bradley is like a. Didn't he just get some charges on him not long oh, ago? Oh, because of his gym. Yeah, yeah, he was keeping his gym open. I did hear about that. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, oh, yeah. that's for all for attention too. Yeah. He's like, oh, this guy in New Jersey at what the Attila's gym down in yeah, uh yeah, in yeah, South yeah, Jersey yeah. had all that going on. He was like, oh shit. Maybe I thought it was for. Listen, I could be wrong. I'm not. This is this is just what I thought it was. I'm not making any accusations, but I thought it had something to do with steroids. I know it was something to do oh, with the gym too. I didn't too, hear. It. I, I didn't hear about that. Something to do with selling steroids or some shit like that. But anyway. No, did not hear about steroids, but I would say pull, that, pull that up. he's all Brad, natty. Bradley Martin in the news lately and see see what it was about. I know it had something to do with the gym too, but I thought Who's there was Bradley Martin. He's a he's a you know he's got a big social media following, but he's like a bodybuilder dude. You know, mm-hmm. I'd be FF pro type guy, but uh, he's more known for his video content and his Instagram content. Yeah. I, I, I'd be surprised if he was on steroids. I thought he was all natty, man. <laughs> Damn, Roger too. Hey, <laughs> who's hey. the one guy that still to this day claims he's all natty? Um, and he's, Mike O'Hearn. Mike O'Hearn. Jesus yeah, yeah. Christ, still uh, claims he's all natty. Uh, yeah, he's yeah. like fifty three and not, jacked yeah, out of his got mind. Like six percent body fat. He's yeah. like a big dude though. Yeah, too, right? he still like to this day claims he's all natty. Still, like, come on, bro, come on. You might as well give it up at this point. Yeah. I mean, at, at this point, I feel like it's it's like acceptable. Like yeah. to, I feel like you get more respect when you come out and say, mm-hmm. like, even though I work with a supplement company, it's like, yeah, I do take these supplements, but I also do this. Right. I feel like people will have more respect for you, like, because yeah. people like people that keep it real. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Don't lie to the people, because the minute that you get exposed or something comes out or right. someone turns their back on you that knows some inside dirt or anything like that. It's like you're screwed, man. Yeah. So just keep it real with people. I think yeah. I think that's why Rich Piana got a lot of respect. Is he he really just kept it real? Yeah. You know, I mean, the guy ended up pretty much fucking killing himself from right. it. But um, you know, I think that was a that was some recreational drugs in there as well. But, I think uh, so. Yeah. You know, he he did keep it real, and that guy had a fucking huge. Well, you, I'm sure you were at like Mr. Olympia and shit oh, like yeah. that. I mean, they say his line is fucking ridiculous. Yeah, the the one thing that I could say is my line was second longest to That's Rich awesome. Piana. This was at yeah. uh, what was that FitCon two thousand seventeen or eighteen, five percent, and and Rich Piana had their little thing, and my line was second longest to That's his. Awesome, so man. I was I was the first loser. I was in second <laughs> place. But C T Fletcher was at that show. Uh, Simeon Panda, who's another big uh, yeah, yeah. a UK. He's like the Derek Jeter of yeah. the UK. Um, yeah, pull so. it up. What are you getting? In? What do you have legal issues over? I thought it was keeping his gym open. All right, so I stand corrected. Sorry, I owe you an apology. Owe you an apology. Push, push his steroids, this guy. <laughs> yeah, jeez, that's going to be the headline next <laughs> I week. Think, I think Ro- yeah, Rogers asking for getting steroids. sued now. Sorry, Bradley. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, buddy. Just, uh, <clears throat> you are still natty, Bradley. Don't. Worry about <laughs> yeah, man. Um, I mean, we talked the first time you were on the show. We kind of talked about your your 
up and coming. But did you ever think, man, you know, I mean, you, you were a union guy like me. You drove yeah. a forklift and then you built this fucking following and then you go to having the second longest line at Mr. Olympia. I mean, that's, you well, know. not Mr. Olympia. <clears throat> Mr. Olympia is a big deal. This was in UK, so. Oh, uh, okay. A little bit different, a little bit different, but. You did do Mr. Olympia, though, didn't you? Did you have a booth there or no? We didn't do a booth there. We Oh, yes, I'm sorry, we did yeah, in uh, we did. 2019 yeah. with uh, with the supplement company I'm with. Um, I don't know if I'm allowed to say it or not, which is why. So I just, you know, I don't want to disrespect the show. Um, but, yeah. No. we uh, Okay. Just plug away, buddy. Steel supplements, baby. Good, baby. Uh, we, <laughs> I worked with Steel for a little bit. You put yeah. me on them. Not American company, great company. Yeah, of course. Nothing bad to say about them. Of course, yeah. I just don't know what the sponsorships, you know, I want to behave no, and, and be a good guest. Yeah, man. No. Um, they're, they're, if they were a fucking Chinese company, I don't know, we'd let you plug them, but they're American companies, so we're, we're good, we're cool. <laughs> no, we did, uh, yeah, we did uh, We did the Olympia there, and um, but that was after Rich's passing, so. Yeah. But yeah, Rich, Rich and C.T. Fletcher are probably the two most influential people with like paving the way for kind of what I do, like in that fitness niche yeah. of... Um, like just content creators like you really don't have to be a bodybuilder like on stage competing yeah. to like have a voice in the fitness community, community yeah, so right. yeah it was pretty cool ct ct uh, uh he sent me a like a, a little audio clip once ct so i was i guess someone i know knows his son okay and i was listening to you know it's like i'm the motherfucking man i'm the one that that yeah. that little clip i was listening to before a fight so he had sent me something it's pretty fucking dope that's, That's awesome. Man. His son's Whoa. a power lifter too, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sam- Samson, I think, yeah. is his name. Yeah, Samson, shit. yeah. I've I've met them on quite a few occasions, and CT's another one who just had like a what was it a heart transplant? Yeah, yeah. and yeah. he inspired a bunch of a bunch oh, yeah. of people to you know just and he did it at what fifty something years well, old. Yeah. He used to be huge. Bro. Oh, he was God. a power lifter. And yeah, then, yeah, and yeah. then he really got more shredded and started you know training people and shit like that. But back in the day, I remember watching like a little documentary on him. He ate something like. Bro, it was something like 18 or 20 Big Macs a day. Yeah, so yeah, it was yeah. Some, I saw that. Bro, it was something insane. Can you imagine? I mean, that's got to do a number on your heart, bro. He said he said it was like a mental thing. He yeah. thought if he didn't eat those right. 18 Big Macs that he wasn't going to be able to perform. Right. So, that's But, yeah, that's got to definitely do something. That's why I got to be careful now because the way I'm eating, trying to gain this weight pack, and it's not working, but – I'm I'm gonna either turn up with diabetes or some kind of heart problems because I'm just. You don't want to like get get a nutritionist, eat some like whole foods and stuff. I, I just you can feel like gain your weight that way too. I could, I could, I just feel like the shitty route is gonna is gonna put on the weight faster because I really don't care how it looks. Um, but I probably should start eating more. Uh, more clean. Yeah. yeah. You got any desire, Frankie? I know. I know you'll never be like eat shit, but like when you when you're done fighting, you got any desire to like get up to you know you know whether even eating clean, you can still eat more. You know, get up to like buck seventy or something. Yeah, seventy five. I love you. Want to be like buck seventy five? Yeah. I wonder what you look I'm, like I'm in a buck seventy five. Talk to your doctor too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when I'm done, I'm able to do it. <laughs> Me and Robert go to the same doctor. So. Yeah, there you yeah, go. Yeah. There you go. I need a new doctor. My doctor's in jail. <laughs> oh <laughs> shit. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what he did, but yeah. I, Jesse I, goes to an anti aging doctor and gets you know gets all his shit legit, but. Is that where you get Botox on? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's my girl's place. But shout out to Spatology. Hey, it's amazing. It's amazing. 
But so, what's next, brother? What's next for you? I mean, you're just you're just Wait, part, you you're, said, on the, you're on the you on the three mend. To, and, three to six months before the next procedure. Yeah, right. three to six months before the next procedure. Hopefully, it's closer to three than six. And um, after that, they say it's you know anywhere from four to eight weeks after that, just to make sure everything is running right and all the pipes are going the right way. And then uh, then you have the third procedure, and and then you're pretty much on your way. And I've talked to people who um, who have had the J pouch procedure, which you know who went through exactly what I went through, and um, they just say that the quality of of life is so much better than having a bag on your stomach yeah, and yeah. uh there I'm, I'm still going to be restricted with things that i could do there are going to be changes even when you do have the corrective surgery they say that you still are going to have to shit as much as you're changing your bag so where i was normally a once a day shitter this is tmi but you know we're talking yeah, about yeah, shit yeah, right yeah. i was a once a day shitter I'm now going to be a six to ten time a day shitter. So I'm going to have to always know where a bathroom is if I'm in the mall or if I'm, you know, at some kind of event or a meet and greet or some kind of an expo or a sporting event, wherever I'm at, I'm going to have to map out where the bathrooms are because I'm going to have to go. I got a buddy like that. My buddy Wayne. What's up, Wayne? He literally shits like it. he's got he's got some intestinal thing, but he yeah. you know he's like lactose intolerant or whatever it might be. But he he pays no mind to it. So the dude's always like, I got to shit, I got to shit. He literally shits probably six or eight times a day. It's kind of like an ongoing joke with his wife because he he doesn't he doesn't pay attention to what he should eat and what he shouldn't eat. He just does whatever he wants, you know. Bro, one thing about me is I'm not a public bathroom shit. Neither am I, bro. Bro, I am deathly afraid. I. Like I would rather shit my pants. You know what I do? Than have to shit like in a public bathroom. I work, I'm on the road most of the time, and I usually can get by my house cuz I work pretty locally. So if I got to shit, I and and here's what we were talking about things that mess up your stomach, make you shit. Coffee. I'll drink a coffee, you know, I'll go to work, I'll stop and get a coffee at like, whatever, 8 o'clock in the morning or something. By like 9.30, I got to shit. But it's from the coffee. If I didn't drink the coffee, I wouldn't have to shit. Because I'd be a one, once a day shitter too. Right. But I shit like twice a day because the first one's just because of the coffee. You know what I mean? And usually I'm in the area I can get by, but I can't always. And I'm, I'm not a public shitter. I don't want to be that guy that everybody's heard at Wawa when you go in there and take a piss. The guy's in there like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't want to be that dude. So I will find a construction site and find a fucking porta potty if I have to go, and I'll shit in a porta potty. Oh, porta potties are the fucking worst. They're disgusting. Yeah. Dude, but I, at least when I, when I had to work, they're privacy. disgusting. Oh, but at least, at least I'm not fucking like in a public restroom. This with guy people cares like, so much about what people yeah, say, yeah, man. Yeah. Too much. I do. I do. I'll I'm, shit I'm the same. I'm the same way, bro. I, I fear that little crack where yeah, yeah. when people walk by and you yeah, make the yeah, eye yeah, contact, yeah, yeah, yeah. they're like, oh, damn. They no, know because it's me. honestly, I've been in bathrooms before where, like, I'm like, what the fuck is that guy doing in there? I've never, I've never made that noise in my life. Yeah. And I'll fucking hang out by the, you know, I'll look at waters and I'll be like, that fucking dude made that fucking noise. He waits. Like, he yeah. has a wait hang out. Wait for comes him. Out. <laughs> I can't wait for him to see what I the have. fuck made that I'm noise. I'm telling you, bro. It's usually some old dude, but I'm like, how, how. You sounded like you were dying in there. Literally sounded like you were dying. It's crazy. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. I'm waiting for you to walk out one of these times. Yeah. You'll shit in public? You'll go to Wawa and take a shit? I don't, I don't, I don't want to. Right. I mean, I definitely <laughs> had to. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I got a plane. This I don't guy. I don't want to shit in a plane. That's where you don't want to shit. No, definitely. Tiny little bathroom. Yeah. This guy. <laughs> I mean, he gets tested all the time by USADA. You know, you don't always have to go, you know, like you just piss, obviously. USADA, you know who USADA is, right? No. No, it's the U.S. Anti-Doping Association. Okay. All it's right. like Olympic athletes and the UFC hired them, so they they 
test all the uh, uh, the UFC athletes, and I had to tell them where I am all the time, where I sleep. I have an app. I it's, oh, uh, wow. update it. It's a fucking pain in the ass. Wow. But they come uh, randomly. They came when we were doing a podcast once. Wow. And, and he wouldn't, the dude wouldn't wait. Yeah. He waited like five minutes, and Renee came down and said, look, if you if you're not going to come up now, he's going to come down and sit in on the podcast because that's how that's how that's regimented how they are. Yeah, but that, yeah. I'll let they Frankie Frankie tells a story funnier. We're talking about shitting. Listen to this, man. Yeah, no, because like you have to do ninety mil of piss when you piss in the thing, and it's actually kind of it's kind of fun. ninety mil is a lot for me. Shit, you know, a lot of times they come like I'll get up in the morning to take my morning piss and they'll come like right like ten minutes later. I'm like fuck, then I'm trying to you know drink water, drink my coffee, try to get a piss for him. So now it's the morning. I did my morning piss. Now I'm like, listen, I, I got to piss, but like, I got to take a shit too, you know? He's like, well, I got I to go in with you. I'm like, for real? He's like, yeah. <laughs> dude, this dude is staring at me. Like, staring at me. Like, like this guy's watch, trying to watch the shit come out of me or something. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So foul. I'm like, fuck it, man. I ain't even flushing this shit. Bro. I'm like, he's going to fucking enjoy it. <laughs> listen, it's hard because if you really got to shit. Like, look at me in my eyes as I'm shitting, <laughs> you know? That's fucked up. Some romantic shit. There was a shit. connection. Yeah. There was a yeah. connection there. There yeah. was definitely. You get the same guy every time now. No, no. Now I got something happened to him. I think I might have ruined. I scarred him. I scarred him. That's great. I don't know, man. Because I mean, listen. When you when you got a shit and piss, like it's kind of like you 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 almost can't hold it back. But I feel like I feel like if I know that guy's leaving with my ninety mils, I I'd pinch my butt cheek so hard and just give him the ninety mils and be like, get the fuck out of here. Now nah, I gotta go. Dude, you can't. You can't. couldn't do it? I mean, I can't. Sometimes the, the shit makes the piss come out. Yeah, true. You know? True. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> I think we've turned off a lot of viewers today. Yeah. <laughs> no. Damn, I miss shitting yeah. regularly. So, uh. like, what are you doing, man? You're still doing your podcast. Still doing the podcast. Where can people, where can people listen to your podcast? Uh, Glorious House of Gains yes. with a Z uh, podcast. We are everywhere. We're on all the different apps, and we live stream on YouTube. Uh, usually, generally, it's on Thursday nights about around 9 p.m. Uh, Robert Frank 615 is where you could find uh, my YouTube channel. Um, but I'm doing, I'm doing that, and like since I can't drive, I can't lift, I can't. Like there's very little things, uh, very few things that I live for. Some of them are very goofy. People laugh at me. I live to tan, to go tanning. The tanning salon that I go to is like 40 minutes away from my house. Okay? So it's kind of weird, right? People are like, that 45 is... 45 minutes away? 40 minutes away, yeah. There's got to yeah. be 100 of them. We're there's got to be 100 of within, them in between. But yeah. The one I go the one to, like? yeah, yeah. This, this is the one that's got the bed that I love. It's like, the, it's like <laughs> my, my favorite one. So the drive to and from, like I love being in the car with absolute silence. Silence. Because that's where, if I'm not listening to a podcast, if I'm not listening right, to right. Champ and the Tramp or anything like there that, you, you know, <laughs> I'm I'm in dead silence because that's when I get my best ideas, my oh, best thoughts, right, right, right. creativity. I'm always like, my brain is always going. But how, okay, how, how do you like, you know, these thoughts are coming? Do you have? Do you jot them down? Do you have a video? Notepad, tape? Just, baby. Oh, oh notepad. Audio, right. yeah. I go I, on my phone. Oh, if phone, I think yeah. of like I a put cool it in line, my notepad my phone right. too. Yeah, yeah, and I just I talk into the notepad, yeah. and okay. half the time the notepad fucks up what you say. Yeah. But then it's always amazing how hours later you can look back and what the hell? Oh, that's what I was saying. Yeah, you, right. you actually, yeah, yeah. you actually do that with voice messages too. Yeah. The first time I ever texted you, we were going back and forth. 
you would respond to my text and I'd, I'd be like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. Oh, this is like Gotta a hit play. This is like yeah, a, yeah. a fucking, this is like a voicemail, voicemail. that I, I play. All, and, then all, it, and, all, then it, and then it deletes after like a minute or something. All the, fo- yeah. all the, the foreign, like I train with a lot of like, you know, Russians, foreigners, they all do that. Oh, really? Everybody. First one I ever got yeah. was from this guy. I didn't even know what it was. I was yeah. like, what the fuck is this? Why do I got to hit a play button? What is this? <laughs> um, but tanning is something that I look forward to doing every day or at least every other day. As goofy as that sounds, I know I look very pale right now, but I will get my tan back. Going to the gym, which is also something I can't do right now. I can't do shit. I'm not a TV guy. I don't watch TV. I don't binge watch shows. I'm not a Netflix dude. Um, so the only thing that's keeping me busy right now is my store because my store is in my basement. Um, and luckily, because of your merch, my so. merch. Yeah. If, if it wasn't for the support of, I call them the Robert Francomaniacs out there, we did a six figure April. Good for you, I mean, man. just because. I don't know if it was the sympathy of people like, oh, man, this dude's in the hospital. Like, let's show him some love because people wanted to know, like, where my GoFundMe was. I was like, I don't have a GoFundMe. Never thought about that? No, I don't. No, I do. I do well enough. Too much charity. And listen, you want to you want to donate some some bread to to Robert Frank and, and his medical bills. Go to my store and buy something. Maybe this is you know what I mean? Maybe this is a little bit personal question, but you told me there's nothing too taboo to ask. Nothing taboo. You're a self-employed guy. Do you, obviously, you have medical insurance. Was, was it enough to fucking? I mean, bro, two and a half months in the hospital is a long time. My my wife has excellent benefits. And you're married, good for you. Yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. she has, yeah. she's got them super duper benefits. Good, bro. Where good. I think uh, actually, it, it's funny. We we joke about it now. There 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 really were very little hospital costs or anything like that. Good. And we make a joke about it because we have a one hundred dollar ER copay. Yep. So when I first went into the ER and I was like dying in pain, they come in with that little cart and they're like, yeah, give me your credit card, a hundred dollar copay. So, but once you're admitted to the hospital, that copay gets waived. So we made a joke that the hospital actually owed us a hundred dollars for, for me being there for so long. But no, the, um, no, she had, thank God she had excellent benefits. Good, and man. I'm glad to hear that. I always tell people, you know, in, in lieu of a GoFundMe or anything like that, just go to my store and buy a t-shirt man at least you get something out of it you know you get something to put on your back so you ever think of documenting your this process and recovery it has been it's it's in the process of being documented as we speak so we will see the we will see the beginnings the 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 roots of it all and uh when i was 138 pounds to you know all the ivs in my arms and everything i have I didn't do as good of a job as I'd like to looking back at all the footage now. I was like, damn, I should have picked up the camera a few more times. But who the hell wants to when you're in that yeah. state? Especially you know those I mean? emotional moments, which oh, would man. be the ones that would, would get a big draw. You don't, wanna, you, don't, you don't want to see yourself like that. You know what I mean? So, so here, here's the thing. We, um, our podcast didn't take a break. For, for the whole time that I was in the hospital, I called it because it's me and, and two of my buddies, Joey Bag of Donuts and Ray Worldwide. And... Um, and Marissa, my wife, she sat in because she knew all the lingo of all the crap that was going on with me. So she would sit in and kind of give, but I called in every week. So I would spend 10, 20 minutes as a guest on my own podcast. Mm -hmm. And I would say maybe out of the six weeks that I was a guest, probably for the six weeks I broke down, like I cried on the show and people were like, just like, yo, like I've never, I can't imagine that car guy that's alpha male like bro, you're a human yeah being exactly people day, don't bro. people you're don't know that being. they want me to be that guy yeah, all the yeah, time right. you know what i mean they don't see that side of me nah, but i'd rather know the real dude you know yeah what I mean? yeah Mo- i i, I it think would a seem lot of people too, would it would seem too put on if you were never 
few. Na- I mean, I don't care how tough you are, bro. Everybody has a moment of weakness and right. a moment where you, you you're a human, you know. Right. So, but I think that's what what except for this guy. How, except for this well, guy. This guy yeah, never. This does. guy's a machine. This guy man. is funny. He asked you. Did you think about documenting this? Obviously, I said the same. You know, because he's a fighter. You know what I mean? Like right. he's a fighter. And I knew we wanted to keep it on the down low, but I thought at some point it would be really relevant. I knew he was going to talk about it. His hip surgery. I said, document it. Whether it be on your cell phone. Renee even busted out a you know a GoPro that she had. And I was like, document your experience. He was like, yeah, I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna do that. You know, because we're always looking to create new YouTube content and stuff. Right. I'm like, hey, did you get it? Did you get it? Nah. Fuck. No, I, I did some stuff, but I'm, I I couldn't have anybody in the fucking the place with me. I was oh, by myself yeah, yeah, the yeah. whole time. They yeah. dropped me off at the lobby yeah. and picked me up. I'm because like, oh, yours so was an outpatient. I had to do it myself. I'm not. I'm not that guy. I'm not yeah, like. Yeah, a but it was like you're right because it was I'm like. An, there talking it was like, I did it when I was fucking high on drugs. I was like, yeah, <laughs> that, that's all my footage. It's like uh, you were in and out in a day. Basically, it was an outpatient yeah, yeah, surgery, right? Day, so it, yeah, it probably yeah. is difficult when you can't have somebody in there. Yours was more of a. I mean, it was it was a fucking you know yeah, life fuck. lifetime experience yeah. where you were there for you two plus months. You know? Yeah, I got I got I go back and I look replay footage of of me where it's like just two straight minutes of just me talking to the camera, and I don't even know what the fuck I'm saying. I'm so doped up, yeah, man. God, they had man. me on so many pain gimmicks and uh, just like everything, and and it's actually scary now. I, I tell my wife, and this is actually kind of weird too, and I don't know if this is like some kind of like PTSD type shit, but. Now that I've been home for like two weeks and this just started like a day or two ago. Every time I close my eyes, like if I'm going to take a nap, because I really can't do shit. So I'm either packing merch or I'm napping when I'm in the house or I'm here. Um, Anytime that I close my eyes to like take a nap or like just relax or rest my eyes, the hospital keeps popping up and different scenes from my time over those two months keep popping like visions in my head. And it like scares the shit out of me. Like I see surgeons, I see nurses, I see people peeking their heads in. Like it's crazy. And That's and crazy. you know I, I never probably is a form of PTSD. What if yeah, it's got it's, it's a gotta crazy be. thought. What if you didn't make it? What if what if you died? And this is a simulation. What the fuck? <laughs> This that, would be pretty you cool, bring man. That up I, a lot. You bring it up a lot. You t- you say all the time. I mean, we're right in front of them. Hey, there'd be there'd be no other place I want to be than here, man. Shit. If you this is not the, real, you said nothing is too taboo. Nothing yeah. is too taboo, man. I, I'm I'm an open book, man. Um, uh, listen, when when I Chris think about Wy- that, sometimes. when Chris Wyman broke his leg exactly like Anderson broke his leg and he's the guy that did Anderson I was like we're living in a simulation I thought the same thing bro and it was like what a decade later same fucking exact injury to the guy that did it to Anderson Silva yeah it was crazy wow crazy yeah and and speaking of uh, you know UFC and stuff like that people when I first came out about the ulcerative colitis they were like yo you gotta you gotta uh, YouTube um GSP, he's got ulcerative colitis. He does, yeah. So that's why I say there's levels to this shit. He's still got everything intact. He's still, you know, he has like those flare-ups, which are no joke. I'm not not downplaying Mm -hmm. anybody with ulcerative colitis, but when people DM me and email me and message me, I know exactly what you're going through. I know exactly... Unless you've perforated twice, needed two emergency surgeries, almost died twice, lost four and a half feet of your large intestines, and basically lost 80 pounds... You really don't know what I'm going right, through, right. but you know, it's like Cowboys I say, there's levels. Cowboy he had a bunch of his intestines taken out, but I think it was from like a dirt bike an accident. accident though, dirt bike. Yeah, yeah, she got, I, if I if I'm saying, listen, I already got Bradley Martin way wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I could get this wrong, but I believe it was a dirt bike accident where he caught the the um, the bars, the handle oh in God. the intestines, and it and it 
perforated his intestines or whatever. Oh. So he had to have somebody. He's got a big scar, a big gnarly scar. Wow. Right? Yeah, Brock Lesnar too. He had a yeah. di- diver. Yeah. yeah, he had some of his uh, a foot. I think of that's his large fairly intestines common. Remote. That's where you can't eat certain food like nuts and stuff. They get trapped. They get pockets right. in your intestines. Right. Fairly common. Yeah. Um, oh, ruin your social life. Yeah. Was that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This fucking guy. <laughs> nuts. I just put it together. That was amazing. That was idiot. quick. That was idiot. quick. I love it. <laughs> and Crohn's also yeah, yeah, yeah. fairly common, you know. Yeah, yeah. My old manager had Crohn's, and I remember being at an event with her, and she was trying to play it cool, play it, play it off, but she had to leave. And I was like, you know, texting her like, "Where?" Are you? She's like, "I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. I had like a really bad flare up. I, ha- I had to go." Yeah. yeah so. People on the outside that don't know the world of of I IBS, I guess it's called irritable bowel syndrome, because it, it all falls under the umbrella of irritable bowel syndrome, um, from what I'm told, anyway. People just think it's somebody with a stomach ache. Yeah. It's so much more than a stomach ache, and I, I feel bad for anybody that that has any of this I shit. Can Im- I mean, I believe stomach aches are the fucking worst thing in the world. I can't imagine it being like something like a serious issue. Right. That, that's yeah. miserable. Yeah. yeah, but if you see blood, everybody, just make don't, sure don't, don't wait don't three wait. weeks. Yeah. Don't wait three weeks. Again, it, it it you it could be a case like mine where it was a. Uh, um, what do they call autoimmune disease? But if if they could fix it with an antibiotic, it's a lot easier than than having all these surgeries and having everything else go wrong and spending almost two and a half months in the hospital. But so there's no way like you caught this earlier. No, nah. yours is going the way it was going. Mine said they they told me mine was going the way it was going, no matter how I played it. So hmm. that was the one thing that saved me because of course your wife is like, you should have went. I told you so. I told you you should have went. You should have went. You should have went. And they were like. He could have came on day one, and during that three weeks where you were shitting blood, were you still going to the gym? I was going to the gym, but the workouts had, were getting less intense. Yeah. Cardio sessions were being cut short because I had to get home to shit. Because again, I can't shit at the gym. Right. What if someone sees Robert Frank through the crack? You know what I mean? So <laughs> Frankie wouldn't care apparently. Yeah, Frankie yeah. wouldn't care. But um, now they were getting. I, I would say I haven't gotten a good like balls to the wall workout since maybe the beginning of february Damn. so going three months now yeah. with no gym and losing all this weight and just looking like a different person every time i look in the mirror it's like it it really depresses the shit out of me which is why i say i cry every day like, i'm not too proud or embarrassed to say it like tears roll down my eyes but i know that as much as people are like dude you're gonna get better you're gonna get back you're gonna be better than ever all I see in my head is two more surgeries to go before right. I could get to that point. But I, I listen. I, I think you're smart enough to realize you built something, and it wasn't 15 minutes. You built it into something, and yeah. I think you're smart enough to to see past that and realize this could this could make you bigger. You know what I mean? The comeback could could really build your brand bigger. And and you know you weren't you weren't 15 minutes of fame and gone. You, this right. has been years and years. You've been in the game, and you're still doing it. This could just make your story bigger, bro. The yeah. comeback, you know? it's and it's when. And I texted you this the other day when you checked up on me. What was it last Saturday? You were like, when, when, "Are we hitting the gym this morning? What are we doing?" It's it's when it's when I hear from people like you, like just these random texts from like your friends that are like, "Yeah, it, it just like lifts your spirits yeah. up." Um, and you do it in a way. And and here here's what was killing me is after being in the hospital for two and a half months. 
when you just get the random text from people, how do you feel today? Yeah. How do you feel? Any better? Any better? Any better? It was like, it was just coming from all angles. Like, I don't want those text messages. Right. Please don't ask me how I'm doing. The way that you do it I'm is like, keep it light, yeah, you keep it light. It's like, bro, when we go, because that reminds me of well, like, listen, yeah. man, I, I've talked yeah, about it on normal. the show. I went through my bullshit. I went through, you know, not a, not a physical thing, but depression. I, I really went through some bad shit where right. I wanted to check out. And I would get text messages, not from the people I ever thought I would get them from. Mm-hmm. I would get them from, and I remember every single one of them. Yeah. And the people that I, I did not think would check up on me were checking up on me. And the things they were saying, you know, it was just maybe one text a day, two texts a day. But I was like, fuck, people care. You know what I mean? And it, and it made a difference. It really, truly did. And I look at those people completely different today. And I still will text them. You know, this is years ago. This is two and a half years ago. Right. I'll still text them to this day. Occasionally. You know, I'm not that guy to fucking send And I'll be like, hey, man, just so you know, that meant, that meant a lot. It really did. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. You know, one of them was. Yeah, it was. I'm not really. I wouldn't say that I'm that, like, super, super close with Woods. Although I've always loved him as a person and as a friend. But bro, he threw all that shit. He was, you know. Once a day, he would check in on me, thinking to you, bro, don't don't let it, don't let this get you down. You know who you are. You're yeah. a good dude, you know. And if, he's, and, and man, he's, he's a solid yeah, dude, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's good stuff, man. And like you said, it's always from the people that you really don't expect right. to hear from. Right. Um, and it's good. It's good to hear from those people every once in a while. It sucks that it's got to be something crazy that's going on in yeah. your life, whether it's what you went through or what I went through or. Um, but it, it's good to hear from him. When 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 I was going through my shit, you were one of those guys, man. I think initially I reached out to you first, but you said something back like, "Hey, man, I was I was wondering how you doing." And you at the time nobody wanted to touch me. Yeah. You were like, "Call my manager, man. Reach out to my manager." And I did, man. You know, and 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 he picked me up when when, when I was kind of untouchable. Your your guy picked me up, right? He was really handling PR press more than anything. But yeah. uh, you know, that time has passed, man. But uh, you know, and and likewise. So that had an impact on me. So of course, when I heard what you were going through, I said, "Fuck, man, I got to reach out to this dude." You know, let him know people people care. You know, but sure. you were probably in the hospital for a good month before I even knew about it. You know, right? Yeah, because yeah, so. I kept I kept it under wraps, man. I, I didn't want to be that dude that with like the clickbaity stuff, and I was just like down in my own. I was stewing in my own shit. You know what I mean? And then I was like, "All right, you know what? Let me let people know what's going on." And because, like you said, I was posting old content. People right. were like, "What's going on? Did this dude die?" Like. Um, you know, I haven't posted on my Instagram in over a year on my main page. Anyway, I do stories and shit, but I don't really post on there anymore. So people were just like, where, where's this dude been, man? So, um, but yeah, it's, it's good. I'm, I'm looking forward to the comeback. I'm looking forward to being better than I was before. I just got to get these roadblocks of these next two surgeries mm-hmm. out of the way. And once they're out of the way, we, we get to be bigger and better than we were before. And it's funny cause my wife says, when, when you're all better and all these surgeries are done, you're not going to go back to doing what you did before, right? And we we both know, all three of us, all four of us know what we're talking about. And I'm like, yeah. yeah. And she was like, are you fucking crazy? So well, now there is absolutely no connection. There's no connection. There's no all. correlation. Yeah. This is what I ranted about on my podcast last week because people come at you we'll with the, right. yeah, they're like, oh, well, if you weren't doing this, it's because of this right. is why this happened. No, there's no direct correlation that anyone could prove. And if there is proof, come at me with straight facts and present it. Otherwise, shut your mouth. Um, But I told her. But this time I'm going to have to go through a more legit uh, 
avenue of, of how to get, you know, the special medicine that I need to be more of a man and uh, increase my <laughs> testosterone instead of doing the uh, the internet bathtub guy gimmick <laughs> that you never you never meet the guy that listen, man. I, you know. This is my belief, and and I and and I think you would agree, and I think most people that run gear would agree. As long as you're monitoring your levels and you're checking your enzyme levels and you're you're monitoring your liver, it is it is not even remotely close to as harmful as the stereotype that's out there. Of course. It really is not. Of course. You know? Yeah, as long as you know what you... Testosterone's a good thing. <laughs> it's, a, it's a great Body thing. naturally creates it, and as you get older, it decreases. Right. If you're replenishing that, and you're using that testosterone by working out, going to the gym, and you're, like I said, monitoring your levels and checking your liver enzymes and all that sort of thing, which I do every six months, I, I, I don't see a predominantly bad side to it no there, no there's not and like you say your body we creates get, it we gotta get frankie to that 175 somehow hey too, so. let's do it i, listen, I think 185 keep, talk, keep telling me this stuff buddy keep telling me the stuff that you tell your stuff to make you feel good because it's making me feel good right? yeah <laughs> yeah man i can't wait I'm, I'm i i'm having daydreams about it right now i just can't wait to be 205 again be like there. I don't care I don't care how I look I could I could look like crap but just let me get over 200 there's again. sort of a viral before and after picture of you out there I showed it to Frankie when I first mentioned it to him I said you know he's he was like holy shit I didn't know that I didn't hear I was like look at this picture yeah you made the choice to do that before and after yeah 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 I I did I I was like you know what let me just let me show people what I'm going through because you know and you can use that for motivation as well oh you know, yeah for yourself oh, yeah yeah I mean, it's it's clickbaity as hell too. Oh, don't get me wrong. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was like, yeah, this is gonna get some clicks. Why people not? are gonna why see not? what's going on here. Like I said, uh, dude, I think you got a you're in a good position to motivate some people, inspire some people, and mm-hmm. and just bring more content. You're a content creator, man. This yeah. is perfect content. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's a good segue to maybe and, and it's and motivate yourself. Like you know, shit. So for if you, sure. If you don't, you got it's it's almost your job to do this now. You yeah. Know what I'm saying? yeah, yeah. The one thing that I'm going to have to get over is, again, 1% or less than 1% of the people who recognize me in the gyms and the grocery stores and this know what happened to me. So I'm going to have to get over the, damn, you're skinny as hell. Damn, I thought you were bigger. Damn, what happened to you? Do you, do you get that anyway? That's probably the number one com- comment that I get regardless. I'm actually the heaviest I've ever been right now. I'm 252 pounds. I guess two seventy. No, I'm two fifty two. Little, little fluffy in the gut. No, I'd like to be, but doesn't matter. If I see someone that was a fan of the show in the supermarket or whatever, it's usually not in this area because I'm always around here. If I go somewhere and I see somebody, like, bro, I thought you were bigger, man. Damn, fuck? I get that. How the fuck I, do you get? that? I get it. I, bro, I, you're I, giant, I bro. I get it all the time, and I always say yeah, the same thing back. I always say, buy a smaller TV. You know, hey. but, Dude, you, you are. You're fucking. Yeah, that's crazy. People say they it just want to all say it the yeah, time, bro. All the time. I might say that shit. Yo, you look a lot bigger. Yeah. Be a lot bigger no, bro, TV, it's bro. probably the number one. It's probably the number one comment I get. That that's bro, that, that, you that lost was some weight. Huh? You lost some weight. That, that was always the number one comment that I would get. Like at expos, people were like, "Damn, I thought you were taller. Damn, I thought you yeah, were bigger." Because yeah, yeah. the camera angle of me being in the car yeah. with the shirt off, yeah. I look like I'm three ninety. You know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, now more than ever that I lost my shoulders, I lost my lats and everything. It's just like I just don't want to deal with that. But I the the faster I get through it and answer those questions a few times. Right. The more that I, I just it's gonna I, be I'll a tough initial you know For initial sure. get out of your house yeah. moment. I but. need to find a twenty four hour gym where I could go four o'clock in the morning, where there's <laughs> me and one other guy in there that has no idea who I am. So that'll be good. Unfortunately, I lift at like a crunch or a retro or something yeah. now. So well, you know. the last time you were on the show, man, was in the height of the COVID pandemic, yeah. Yeah. and you were driving 
to Pennsylvania. Oh, yeah. Which is, I think, only like an hour from yeah, here. Yeah, 45, still, 40, 50 were, That was the only place that was open and you could sure. lift. I mean, yeah. obviously, when you go back, you can go to your local gym again, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I can. I'm just... Uh, I don't know, man. I'm I'm gonna have to find a couple. What's scary is hoodies don't even cover up how skinny I am yeah. right now. So I'm gonna have to wear like four hoodies. I'm gonna be sweating my ass off in there. But yeah, I could go. There's uh, the closest retro to me is five minutes away, so yeah. I could go and get a quick lift and and get home. But yeah, I'm looking forward to it, man. And again, maybe this maybe this route of uh, getting back to jacked is. Uh, is going to be more of a, a segue back into like the more fitnessy stuff and away from the political stuff that I was doing. Yeah, because it's crazy. I gained such a new following doing that political stuff and being like super conservative and pro Trump and just coming out with all that stuff. Um, I gained such a big following now that I'm not talking about that anymore. I'm slowly losing those people. I'm so I'm really surprised you didn't get banned or shadow banned with that because it seems like. Everybody from that perspective does. Yeah, days, you know, and you're you have a big audience. Yeah, you were really outspoken about it. You you, you never got shadow banned. Never got. Um, I mean, I don't know. Um, it's possible. It's it's possible. Yeah. It's possible that certain videos that I did or, or at certain times, but you know, I, I think right now. Um, like you said, every everybody's dealing with shit and right. algorithm changes and stuff like that. So you really don't know yep. if you're actually being targeted or if it, you're just a part of a bigger uh, problem that they're having or changes or whatever. But I think the stuff that I'm doing right now, I could kind of gauge how many views and how many likes something gets. And I think I'm right around where I should be right now for the mm -hmm. amount of followers that I have. Um, so I don't think anything has directly impacted me right now. But again, I, I never, I, I haven't talked about any of that shit in months. Right. So I kind of lost interest in it once everything went it's down. It's a real roll of the dice if you if you have like a podcast or yeah. you have a YouTube channel. So you're really, to delve into politics, especially if you're right-leaning or conservative views, you're really rolling the dice. You're, oh, yeah. You know, you're going to lose half your audience. Right. It's, it's, I mean, it's well, just... Well, not only that, you know, you, you know, they'll demonetize it, you know, so... I think we're pretty open-minded in here. I think we're, you know, we always said we were middle. I think probably I lean a little more to the right. But, sure. uh, you know, we, we've had some some guests on that are very far to the left, and I think we always learn from them, you know what I mean? I yeah. think so. I think we're pretty open-minded at, at, the, at the very least. But anyway, not to go down the avenue of politics, right. Robert, it was a pleasure and an honor to have you on, buddy. I am so happy to see you. You. You, you, look, you. As soon as you got out of the car to walk in here, I said, hey, you don't look bad at all, man, didn't I? I said Come that. On. That's that's what you said, but that's not what you not thought. Not at all, bro. I really didn't. I thought you were you would look worse. But yeah, um, man, I, we look forward to the comeback. I mean, we're gonna have to have you on the couch when you're back to being oh, 200 pounds. You know what I'm saying? So, the uh, minute I hit 199 <laughs> and a half, I'm texting on, you, yeah, and I'm like, bro. bro. Book me, because yes. I will yeah. be too hundo again. We'll bring the scale down here. We'll do a weigh-in. I'll come on down in my underwear and, and do the little uh, do a little weigh-in for you guys. But, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And this, thank you again for having me, Absolutely, both of you, because this is huge for me just to be on your show. So. I, I appreciate the openness. You know, not every guest comes on and is as is, is open book as you were. And you said, you text me, I'm an open broke, bro. Ask me whatever you want. Yeah. I think we hit you. Other than asking you, can you have sex with your wife now? Ooh, that's 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 a thing. <laughs> I'll I'll shoot straight, man. I have not since this oh, whole thing went shit. down. 
Bro, I and this is kind of weird too. This is TMI, dude. I haven't even gotten a hard on. Oh shit! Well, you're not running so, that. You're not running that. Well, test I'm not anymore, running. So. I'm not running anything. <laughs> and um, you know, but I, I I got for when the moment is right. Like right now, like I just I feel disgusting. Yeah. I got a bag of shit it's, on my stomach. You mental. know what I mean? It's like mental, it's, it's sure. a big mental thing. But yeah, yeah. I got some pills and potions in the there house. Go, that I think when the time go. is right, you know. Well, we uh, appreciate you, man. Yeah, Thank you so no much worries. for coming yeah, I, on. I do look forward to this documentary. If you ever do that, I man, I think that's a great idea. I think it'll be a hit too. You know? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping so. Like I said, I'm trying to, I'm trying to inspire and motivate, and you know, reach a, reach a new audience of people that don't know me from the car. You know, right, so right. it'll be cool. Right. But thank you guys so much for yeah, having me again. Sure. This is yeah, huge for me just to be on your show. Appreciate you. Appreciate your friendship. And you know, I'll be texting you. I'll be keeping in touch. Um, Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Champ and the Tramp, check us out. And uh, Robert Frank, man, thank you for coming on. Let's go. <laughs> yeah.